Season 1 of Titans was a hot mess, but there was something about it that I thought could maybe become better and eventually get to where it needs to be. And then Season 2 happened, and I've already talked about the first couple episodes and referred to them as an apology tour, and they really were. They were going around basically saying, remember all the things that you didn't like last season? We're sorry, we won't do that again. We're over it, we're moving forward. And I didn't expect that by the end of season two, I would come to love this show. And I don't think love is too strong a word. The characters came alive, and the show really found a place in my heart. And so I would like to talk about Titan season two on today's Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. Especially if you're reading my latest book, Crucify My Love, which is, don't tell anyone, currently under revision. Not that there's anything wrong with it, I really do love that book, but my voice changed over writing the series, and since it's a trilogy, I want all three books to have the same voice. So, I'm doing a little bit of a brush up and making sure that everything feels the way the newer books do, and making it all work together. Anybody who buys a copy of Crucify My Love Now will get the new copy for free, the new version for free, if I do change anything. I think I will change some things, but we'll see. So today we're going to be talking about Titans. And before we get into all that, if you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other. And after all, that's why I do this in the first place. I'd like to thank everyone who's already done that. It really does mean a lot to me. So, Titan Season 2. I really did not have high hopes for this. See, I'm a subscriber to DC Universe because I want to read comics. And it's an easy way for me to read comics. Isn't that amazing? So I'm getting caught up. I'm reading some of my favorites from back in the day, and I'm trying to get caught up on some of the newer storylines. And the fact that they also do shows is just a kind of a perk for me. Well, until Harley Quinn happened. Now it's like, I pay for Harley Quinn, and I have the joy of reading comics, because, oh my goodness, that Harley Quinn show. But that's not what we're talking about today. So we watched season one of Titans last year, and uh, it was what it was. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't really a hot mess, but it never found its footing. It never found its voice. It felt like it had too many. In a lot of ways, it felt like the last gasp of the Snyderverse. It was DC EU just giving it up the ghost in way too many ways. But it wasn't bad. There were things about it that I liked. I really liked several of the actors. The actor who plays Dick Grayson, I really enjoyed him. The chemistry between Hawk and Dove was really interesting. Gar seemed like that actor could do something with the character. And the same with Raven. Like, it felt, you could feel, at least I could, feel the potential in the series. So, 
When season two came out, I wanted to give it a try and hope, hope beyond hope, that it would get better, that it would be good, that it would be something that I could enjoy, because I do love these characters. And well, the apology tour happened, and it was an apology tour. They, I'm not going to go into spoilers yet, but they basically summed up all the plots from the first season that were just kind of meh in the first episode. They just tied it all up with a bow. We're sorry. We're so sorry that we shouldn't have done that. Oh, and all that stuff that Dick Grayson said about Batman? We've cast someone to play Batman. So now we can actually have Dick and Bruce sit and have a conversation and actually hash all that out. And I was a little concerned about having Sir Jorah playing Batman. Not that I'm opposed to an older person, because depending on the era that you're in, with an adult Dick Grayson, you want an older Batman so that it makes sense. But, oh, I wasn't sure that I could see him in the role. I'm sure now. He, he, he works. I'm fine with him being Batman, even though he is blonde instead of white hair. I mean, I'm kind of glad they didn't make him dye his hair black, because that would have looked really out of place and been bothersome, but the blonde hair took a little bit of getting used to. I'm used to a either a white-haired or a black-haired Batman. But I could let it go, because a lot of people, when their hair goes white, they dye it blonde. So, okay, Bruce Wayne has a little bit of vanity in him. Of course he does. He's Bruce Wayne. I'm fine with that. But the one thing that they really got right this year, the one thing that they finally figured out, is that while we love superheroes for all the crazy superheroics and all the crazy stuff that they do, the thing that actually keeps us coming back is the characters. It's the relationships. It's the realness of them. The, everything else is just a perk on top. And that's a hard thing for a lot of people to understand about science fiction and fantasy, that they think that you're here for the spectacle. We're not. The spectacle's nice, but if it doesn't have that rooting within a good relationship and with interesting characters, then you can have all the spectacle that you can throw at it. And, well, you get the Justice League. I mean, it's all spectacle with no character work whatsoever. Why, why, why is Wonder Woman helping Batman? Why do they suddenly seem to have a relationship when they didn't just one film earlier? Where did that relationship come from? Why doesn't it make sense? Why does none of it make sense? Because they gave us no time for these characters to actually interact. When we look at Marvel and what they got right about the superhero genre, it's we see the relationship between Captain America and Tony Stark. We see it develop, we see it grow, we see it change. And that relationship is something that we care about. And yeah, we care about seeing them fight Hydra and Thanos and all those other things, but it's the relationships that matter. One of the, the two most heartbreaking scenes for me in Endgame are right at the beginning, where we get to see families, two different views on family, and I'm trying not to go into spoilers yet, but if you've seen Endgame, you know what I'm talking about. Season one of Titans had none of that. None of the characters knew each other, and that's okay. We can let them not know each other and come together and coalesce as a group. 
Well, I shouldn't say none. Hawk and Dove knew Dick Grayson from before, from the before times that I personally was kind of hoping they wouldn't talk about, and then that's basically what season two is about, and oh my goodness, it worked. So, okay, fine. But that's the thing. They gave us characters. They gave us people to care about. They gave us Jericho. And I have to say, if I hadn't been, if I hadn't fully bought into the series by that episode, and the episode is titled Jericho, by the way, I was right then and there. Because it firmly rooted and established everything that we needed to know about these characters from the past, their present, and giving us hints of what we wanted their future to be. Because if you don't care, you don't care. You have to make us care first. The only exception to this, honestly, is a kaiju film. We're there to see giant monsters destroy cities. As long as you give us giant monsters destroying cities. Let's be honest, we kaiju fans, we don't really care what the plot's about. We've shown up for some really stupid plots over the years. But we want a good visual effect, and we want to care about the monster. And that's what this season figured out. They gave us everything that you expect from the Titans. They gave us Slade. They gave us Wintergreen. And oh, I love their Wintergreen. He's not my favorite incarnation of the character, but he's a good one. They gave us Wonder Girl. Oh, Wonder Girl. They gave us Aqualad. They gave us so many characters and they fleshed them out and they gave them meaning. Why are Hawk and Dove kind of nasty to Dick Grayson? Well, now we know. Why is Wonder Girl kind of nasty to Dick Grayson? Now we know. And that reason makes sense. Shocker. I know. The idea that you would make sense in a superhero story and not be from Marvel Studios? Mm. But that's what they got right. That's what they finally got right. And it shouldn't be that hard for them to figure this out. They do it on the CW show. Yes, we like to see the big fights and all the craziness, but we show up for the relationships between the characters. That's what really moves us. If it wasn't for the relationship between Oliver and Diggle and Felicity and everyone else, we wouldn't care so much about Crisis on Infinite Earths. Not to mention the, all of the other characters that exist in the Flareoverse. So at least over on the CW, they understand that. So it's kind of surprising that it took a season and a couple episodes for them to figure that out over on Titans. But when they did, once they finally got the formula down, once they finally figured out how they're going to do this, mm, the show got good. And I can't wait to see what they do in season three, which has already been greenlit. And so now we're entering the spoiler zone. If you have not seen season two of Titans on DC Universe and you don't want to be spoiled, meaning you don't want to know anything that happens, because I am going to be going into several events that happened in here, now is your time to step back, watch it, and then come back. Hopefully you do, because it's well worth watching. If you don't care about spoilers, I don't think the spoilers would actually interrupt the flow of this, but I'm not a spoiler-averse kind of person, so take that for whatever it's worth. But I really did love this show. So you have been warned. Spoilers are incoming in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. 
Oh my goodness, Jericho, we have to start. Like, no discussion of season two of Titans can begin without talking about Jericho. Jericho is the pivot point, not only because of how pivotal he is to the plot of this season, but, and next season, mm, that ending, that ending, what are they going to do? Personally, I want them to turn Jericho into either Deadman or Spectre. Please do that. We've never had a Teen Titans version of either of those that I know of. I would love to do that. Please, please, please. I think that would be really cool, especially if he became Spectre. Mm, that would be so amazing. But we'll see what they're going to do with him. Because, oh, did they leave on a completely ambiguous ending for him? But, oh, my goodness. The actor that they picked was perfect. It was impossible not to fall in love with him. He was charismatic. He was cute. And he brought so much life into the show. Seeing him interacting with all of the other characters, it woke the show up in such a refreshing way that it kind of made me sad. You know, I wanted the show to take place back then when they were all running around. Like, why wasn't that season one? That should have been season one, because that was much more interesting. But I'm not going to be complaining. That's not what I'm here for, because I did like the season. Watching Dick go through his whole trauma over how Jericho died, and punishing himself and blaming himself for it, watching the Teen Titans fall apart. I'm sorry, the Titans. They're not the Teen Titans, the Titans. Watching the Titans fall apart and disintegrate, and watching the transformation of Dick Grayson, Robin, into Dick Grayson, Nightwing. It worked so well in, on so many levels. The idea that he has a little demon in the back of his head that is Bruce Wayne and all of the things that Bruce taught him and told him that mentor relationship, anybody who's ever had a mentor, you know you hear that mentor's voice in the back of your head from time to time, correcting you, judging you, making you feel like you are not worthy. Because whether or not the mentor would have actually done that, that little judge in the back of your voice, will, in the back of your head, will often take on your mentor's voice and use it against you. It's a wonderful power move that it has. And to see that, and that oh, that fight scene in the jail when he and Batman are going after each other, uh, 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 it was perfect. It was wonderful. And it did something that only a couple comics have done for me. I've always loved Dick Grayson, but any of the portrayals of him in live action, or even in cartoons, I've never really liked. I don't think they've ever really given him the character that he needs to have. But this one... Oh my goodness. The depth that they took him to, and how it actually made sense. Watching him struggle with his pain, and blaming himself for what happened to Jericho until that wonderful, glorious moment when he realizes Jericho's not dead. Oh, now that was some. Well, I can't say the word that I'm wanting to say because I want to keep my clean tag, but oh, you know what it is. It was such a powerful moment, and it worked so well. Getting to see Wonder Girl, Raven, oh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Starfire, and Dove team up 
all female. Oh, that was a good moment. That was an interesting moment. That was the moment where it was like, uh-huh, this is a team. I get it now. Let's move forward. All the stuff that they're doing, like, oh, what are they going to be doing with Blackfire? Can't really talk about that right now because that's going to be next season. But mm, 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 mm. I'm sorry for all the noises, but this show did things that are just hard for me to put into words, mainly because I didn't feel like it could. Setting up the character relationships that they did between some of the characters, the introduction of Superboy and the way that they did it. I mean, it's the story that we know. If you're familiar with this character, you know how they're going to do it, that he was created as a clone and he's a little bit Lex Luthor and a little bit Superman and he's got issues. And especially when you're going to introduce that character into this series where everybody's got issues, you know they're going to play up the issues part of it. And mm, they did. But again, casting, perfect. Perfect casting for Superboy. He looks like Superboy, just pulled from the comics. Works really well. His storyline was so touching and so moving. And the connection that he developed with Gar... I felt that it felt real. And the way that they made Raven come to terms with her background and understand herself and reintegrate herself back into the team, it was phenomenal. Because that's what this season was really about. It was about the making of the Titans. See, while they used the name in season one and while they started calling themselves towards the, that towards the end of season one and into the beginning of season two, it's not really until the end of season two that they really become the Titans. And once they become the Titans, oh, I can't wait to see where they go. Because this series, this season, was about the building of a family. And it's such a beautiful thing because you see the dysfunctional family that Bruce Wayne had. And you see the dysfunctional family that Slade had. And you see the dysfunctional family that Dick was trying to put together. And it goes into the very important point that you can't force family. You just can't. It is so cliche to say this now because of the Fast and Furious movies. But... Any good superhero team has to operate as a family. Now, that doesn't mean that there needs to be a father and a mother and a child, and everyone has to have their sibling relationships. But it has to have that camaraderie. It has to have that relationship, and you can't force it. That's why Justice League didn't work, and that's why Season 1 didn't work. Because is Dick the father? And what what's Raven to him, then? Because they really tried to force the relationships and letting them actually have this breathing room and let them grow and let them take on the characteristics they needed to have. Seeing the pain that Hawk and Dove went through in this season and uh, that she did not take him back at the end, I can't wait to see where they're going. The characters feel, for the first time, real. They feel Like, they have a relationship with each other that I can understand and relate to. And I just need to know where they're going with Jericho. Because leaving Jericho in in Rose's body, that's not going to happen. I know that. They're they're going to get rid of him in some way, shape, or form. They're going to pull him out. 
I just don't know what they're going to do. And that, to me, is the biggest thing, because I want Spectre. I want Kid Spectre. We've never had Kid Spectre that I know of. If anybody knows of a Kid Spectre, tell me what issue. I'm going to look it up. But uh, this season, so good. If you haven't checked it out, please do. If you have any specific questions, I would love to just talk about Teen Titans forever. Especially Titans. Sorry, Titans. Used to saying teen, sorry. If you enjoyed this episode and you haven't already, please take a moment to rate it in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. And the more people that listen, well, you know the rest. If you have any of those questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, in the show notes you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. You can also hit me up on social media. I am C.E. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. While you're in those show notes, if you've got a dollar you can pass my way, it really does help out a lot. You'll find a link to both my Patreon and the community support, listener support system. A dollar a month really does go a long way to help me continue doing these episodes. You have no idea. And thank you to everybody who's already doing that. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, that's perfectly all right. But if you know somebody you think would like what I'm doing, please share it with them. That helps out a bunch as well. I think that's it. I spent most of the day doing stuff for the revisions, getting set up for that, and I'll be talking about that on Fiction Friday. If you have any questions specific for that, please get them to me so I can answer them on the Friday episode. I would love to hear them. I'm going to be talking about revision and kind of the methodology I'm using for revision because Fiction Friday is the day I talk about my work. Until next time, though, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.